Welcome to the Old Galway Diary Podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Good morning, Tom. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm in today now. Poor Ronnie is uh, on the mend again, but he is uh, recovering and he can't make it today. So we'll, we'll have to fill in for him. Never mind. Never mind. We'll have to get on without him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 How are you, Tom? What's on today? Well, today I am talking about the arms, the Galway arms, the arms of the city. <clears throat> Uh, of which we have had quite a number over the years. Mm. Uh, A coat of arms is described, and this is a bit of a mouthful now, so I'm going to read this. It's described as a heraldic visual design on the escutcheon, surcoat, or tabard. The coat of arms on the escutcheon forms the central element of the full heraldic achievement, which in its whole consists of a shield, supporters, a crest, and a motto. A coat of arms is traditionally u- unique to the armiger. I'm not quite sure what an armiger is. I meant to look that up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, whoever actually makes it or creates it initially, uh, they, they always want it to be absolutely unique to themselves. And so th- this coat of arms uh, represents a family, in many cases, an area, a city, a town, and uh in Galway, we've had a number just to literally go with our history. So since the city was founded in the early 13th century, there have been at least five different coats of arms. Now, it's it's kind of difficult to describe these when you're not looking at them, when you don't have visuals in front of you. Mm. But anyway, the first three of the uh, coats of arms for the city in fact, were really uh, coats of arms of families. They were used, but they were used, as it happens, by townspeople anyway, in the absence of a specific coat of arms. So the earliest set that we know of, it's a red cross on a gold shield, and it dates from about 1270 onwards. And this, in fact, was the coat of arms of the de Burgo family, the Earls of Ulster. They were, in fact, the founders of the city. Uh, they were the main family here originally. They built the early <coughs> big stone buildings and so on. So I suppose it's right that that was the case. Uh, then about 100 years later, in the year 1368, the de Burgo possessions passed by marriage into the control of Edward Mortimer. He was the Earl of March, March being in England. And Galway began to use his arms. Now, these were combined with those of his wife, through whom the earldom uh, had come through, passed into his family. So in heraldry, the usual manner of representing an alliance of two families is by dividing the shield into four parts and playing the respective, placing, I beg your pardon, the respective arms into 
opposite quarters. So in the in our instance here, the upper left and bottom right quarters contain the original De Burgo arms, and the other show the other two quarters show the Mortimer arms. Uh, <clears throat> a new set of uh, arms then began to appear and used by the town officials in the 15th century. And uh, <clears throat> this consisted of a blue shield on which was a gold chevron with three castles. Now, nobody knows exactly where these castles came from, what they were derived from, where they from personal arms or whatever. But um, <clears throat> They're not unlike, as it happens, they're not unlike the uh, the arms of the, Lord, the Lynch family, who were, of course, one yeah. of the greatest, if not the greatest, of Galway tribes. Both have the same shield colour and gold chevron. The only difference is that the Lynch arms has three trefoils instead of castles. They, anyway, the um, both of these sets were for a good while in the... <clears throat> simultaneous use and <clears throat> it's probable because the reason possibly is that this was a period of growing independence in Galway City and <clears throat> the adoption <coughs> excuse me by some townspeople of a different set of arms were one that didn't really show any allegiance to any master was just another further declaration of their intentions, a further manifestation of their growing independence. They did get independence in 1484, if you remember. In 1984, we celebrated the quincentennial. Yeah. And so it was just natural <coughs> now that the citizens would want a new coat of arms uh, to mark them out as different and as special. <coughs> we don't know exactly what was or when this was decided on, um, possibly 1580, but a new set of arms was granted to the town. And this was a set that is close to the arms of Galway as we know them today. Uh, <clears throat> it consisted of a single-masted galley with sails furled, floating on waves and placed on a silver shield. And hanging from the mast was a small black shield bearing the device of a golden lion. The galley clearly represented the town, the town's maritime trading traditions, the constant yeah. toing and froing of Galway Port. But the origin of the golden lion is quite unclear. <clears throat> uh, there was another version of this uh, used in the 18th and 19th century, very similar, <clears throat> but the shield on the shield, it's not the golden lion that's on the shield, but it's a version of the Royal Arms of England. In other words, the quartering of the arms of France and England, formerly used by English kings. So this was an 18th and 19th century um, <clears throat> coat of arms. It's quite, nobody understands exactly, there's no explanation for it. But the current one is, as I say, the golden single-masted galley with sails for floating on waves, and placed on a silver shield. And hanging from the mast is a smaller black shield bearing the device of a golden lion. <clears throat> now, a lot of people today seem to think that the, the boat that's shown on the coat of arms is a Galway hooker. 
Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Gal Galway hooker wasn't even invented when they when they they were using these galleys first of all, and secondly when the coat of arms was done. But it is a very attractive coat of arms, I think, and uh, one that for many represents the city and happily is widely used and displayed with pride, mm. you know, on things like football jerseys and yes, on yeah, flags yeah. and banners and so on, you know. And a lot of people, it's certainly on all of our city council's mm. correspondence, uh, but it's a very attractive one, I think, myself. Yeah. Yeah, but I it has a long history. It is one of at least five that were used down through the years. Now, that's over a period of about a thousand years. So yeah. it's yeah. to be expected, you know. Yeah. So Very good. that's what I have this week. Yeah. It's easier. It's must say it's easier when you are actually looking at them on the advertiser. I, but I have our black and white representations yeah. of the different images yeah uh, in color they're probably more impressive uh but anyway for this week in the advertiser they're there in black and white five of them very good yeah I'm, i've yeah. googled it now and i'm looking at a few of them and i see exactly what you're talking about the golden lion and everything it's very yeah, yeah. okay yeah, it's very attractive yeah. yeah yeah and i don't know where the lion came from uh <clears throat> yeah uh, you know, but it's a symbol of power of uh, the king of the jungle, if you like. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, it's uh, that's what we have for the moment. So that's great. Yeah, well, that's great, Tom. Thanks very much. Okay. Right. I'll talk yeah. to you next week. Yeah. So Ben, the Kuna Jay. <laughs>